0: Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Let's start the show. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode, it's that episode, it's
1: that episode with Craig Rowan.
0: Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show that they choose. And we watch it and we talk about it and a bunch of other crap. Today, my very special guest is Mike Lawrence, who you might have seen on Conan, the TV show hosted by Conan O'Brien, or from his podcast, Nerd of Mouth. Thanks for coming, Mike. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, you always uh, have to say
1: that, right? That's always like, now it feels like NPR. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, yeah. You're gracious. Now you have now you feel like a real guest yeah, yeah. in my home, which it's you good. are. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the show you chose because I've actually never seen it, but I also feel like I've seen it. I, there's nothing I don't know about
1: it. Yeah, well, uh, this, the show that I, I chose is uh, Street Sharks, a uh, Stephen Botchko production and uh the thing is this came out in the uh early to mid 90s uh in the the giant uh animal guy uh let's make money off ninja turtles phase uh it was a huge you had uh your swat cats your, your biker mice from mars your extreme dinosaurs and uh yeah, the most the, like the Ninja Turtles was this uh street sharks which is um the stepdad to the Ninja Turtles dad
0: <laughs> which is uh I w- did a little bit of reading on Wikipedia, and the Wikipedia is very uh, comprehensive <laughs> for this yeah, yeah. show.
1: Yeah, the only person sadder than the guy who remembers this show is the guy who was like, it must be
0: remembered for future generations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And But what I, one of the things I read was that it it started as a toy. I think that this. Oh, that have- was, yeah, but
1: that was with a lot of them. I mean, Ninja Turtles didn't. It was an Eastman and Laird comic from 1984. Right. Uh, but uh, for, for the most part, yeah, a lot of them did well because yeah they saw the popularity like we got to get in on this I never I never had any of the Street Shark toys but I I do remember watching the show like two or three times it was one of those like Sunday morning cartoons You know, like uh, you had your awesome, well-made Saturday morning cartoons that everyone watched, and then you had the Sunday morning cartoons for all the Jews who didn't <laughs> go to
0: church. Exactly. It's like, well, now this is your time for terrible, terrible TV. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. What were other Sunday morning, what would be like another classic Sunday morning show? Um. Well, uh, UPN used to run
1: their series, of shows they had the incredible hulk right and uh even i think the wb started superman on sunday mornings uh which was always like a little lesser than batman um but yeah you had a a good amount of stuff it'd be a lot of weird stuff a lot of a lot of saban shows
0: uh-huh yeah yeah
1: a lot of like uh, weird eastern
0: european produced like we must make some money type (laughs) shitty shows. Yeah, it's so funny for every, like, show that you remember as being a classic, there are probably, like, four or five knockoffs that just are totally not memorable. Yeah. And it's funny because if you go back and watch the Ninja Turtle show, which
1: someone right now listening to this is screaming, why didn't you just do that? Uh, And that's me.
0: Um, You know, uh, that wasn't very good, you know. Yeah, it was um I remember I had a VHS tape of I don't know why I would even waste money I mean I didn't buy it my parents did but a VHS of, that compiled 3 episodes of Ninja Turtles that I watched over and over and why, that's so worth it. Oh yeah, they they're so bad. They don't ever do any they don't they fight but they don't really fight. It's it's weird. Yeah. Uh are were you um a fan of If were you a fan of the Ninja Turtles, though, like the movies and the whole thing, or were you more? I know. Yeah, Um, I loved all that stuff. Yeah, I'm a big superhero
1: guy, too. So, yeah, I mean, I love all that stuff. Uh, I should be saying past tense loved, but nope, nothing's changed. (laughs) You are wearing a Thor shirt. Aye, verily. Not even a Thor shirt, a Mjolnir shirt. It doesn't even have Thor on it. It's
0: just his hammer, spelled M J O L N I R. Mjolnir. (laughs) For anybody who was wondering how it was spelled, he knows. Um, So and so, why did you choose this one specifically, though? This is the Street Sharks because I was annoyed
1: that you asked me to come to Park Slope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's it, uh, passive-aggressiveness. I don't know. I, I I just figured, you know, if, if we watched something that was really great, then, you know, we would just be like uh, two assholes walking out of a theater. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's like you watch Breaking Bad, you have to think about it and stuff. Uh, th- anything that I say
0: about Street Sharks isn't going to be wrong. yeah that's that's what i'm saying when watching it already is you know um i want to sort of read off the wikipedia because the wikipedia thing is so um like it's so great this is this is the description of the beginning of the the show it says plot in the first episode a university professor named dr paradigm tested his gene manipulation techniques on a marlin and a lobster doesn't make sense dr bolton a fellow professor attempted to destroy paradigms research and was transformed into an inhuman monstrosity by the evil scientist before escaping paradigm later kidnapped bolton's four sons john bobby coop and clint to transform them into sharks as soon as they transformed the four brothers ate a hot dog stand and fled from the police by diving into a lake and burrowing their way into the city by eating the dirt yeah the real sad thing is is uh they really like gloss over them losing their father <laughs> that's the the best yeah, it's more more focus on them that they ate dirt which i think is intriguing
1: now here's here's what i find really interesting when, when you go on the the wikipedia page for for street sharks they uh i almost every episode just really forces the word shark yes in into it uh Lone shark, shark quest, freshwater shark, shark treatment. That doesn't work. Sky sharks, shark of steel, uh, sir shark a lot, Jurassic shark. Like, that guy deserves a paycheck. Like, all right, you, 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 that, you one's not bad. That, that one fits. Yeah, there's no Raiders of the Lost Shark. I don't believe. Uh, oh, this one's the worst one. Um, Two thousand wait wait twenty thousand sharks under the sea. It should be twenty. It just sh- sounds like a sea with a lot of sharks, but that doesn't make me think of twenty thousand leagues. It should be twenty thousand sharks under the shark. Trojan sharks. Oh oh, that's a, the, the, the finale was Shark Apocalypse
0: now. Oh oh God. yeah. And these are some of the characters' names. The main characters characters are Ripster, Jab, Streaks with an X. Big Slamu. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. The
1: thing that I think hurts me the most about all this is knowing that these people have writing jobs and I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is sort of... That is the that is the underlying thing of, like, these people who wrote this are probably journeyman writers that just have written for every show ever. Just imagine <laughs> the sex that the guy who wrote Street Sharks had, and then
1: he would, like, you know, put his wife to bed and, you know, like, pack lunches for his kids and, like just another day in the shark
0: sharkborough <laughs> <laughs> got to write some some uh dialogue for clamando yeah oh man clamando's the best <laughs> okay so why don't we so um we picked an episode that's that was available on youtube so clamando just sounds like an angry lesbian doesn't it <laughs> it sounds like a disgusting drink like clamato isn't that something clamato clamato Clamato. yeah that just i don't know
1: doesn't do it so we're gonna we're gonna watch uh shark treatment um which which no is not an homage to the shitty rocky horror sequel shock treatment uh is episode uh was it season two episode five yes uh And uh, the description is, Dr. Paradigm captures the shark's friend Jets, and Gene slams him with a killer whale, creating a powerful new seviant menace named Moby Lick. And uh, just so you know, it's got an 88% um, like... which, which, like, who would dislike this if they're watching it? Exactly. I was gonna
0: say, yeah, who's looking for this show, watching it, watching the whole thing, and putting a thumbs down? Yeah, I mean, you're, the thumbs up is just recognition that it exists, really. Yeah,
1: but you unless know. you're like an angry fisherman and you know Moby Lick took your leg, then
0: which also <laughs> sounds like a name for an angry lesbian. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, oh God, I'm now picturing the shark as a with a butch haircut and a flannel flannel or
1: or a mutated version of Moby, which (laughs) which I think is just Fat Boy Slim. Yes. Alright, let's watch. Alright, let's check it out.
0: Moby Lick? What have you done with my buddy Jet? What if I said I munched him for lunch?
1: (sighs) I'd wrap your lying tongue around your head until you told me the truth. Give it your best shot, big breath. Uh -uh. 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 Excellent, this is better than I'd hoped And what a way to work up a street
0: shark first You're done for, Lick. If I weren't so thirsty, I'd wipe the bottom of that gorge with your slimy flukes Not before I
1: turn are fin into shark fin soup uh, Wait a minute, Jab, why are we fighting? It's me, Jets Oh, no! Moby Lick has sweated out all the mind control serum. I have, I have to get them all to drink it immediately. Chet, what happened here? Dr. Paradigm pumped me full of mind control serum.
0: And she slammed me with a killer wave. that we should be dead what's going on the whole warehouse is one big holographic funhouse you got
1: that right and it's all designed to make you want to drink the water water no that water has the mind control serum in it stop him
0: Make sure to go to audible.com backslash Craig Rowan for a free Audible book inspired by this episode of uh, Street Sharks. I looked up mind control, and there's a book called The Silva Mind Control Method of Mental Dynamics. That sounds pretty exciting. So go check it out. Go to audible.com and get a free uh, book on me once you go to audible.com backslash Craig Rowan. Let's see what we thought about the episode, huh? (music) All right, we just watched Street Sharks uh, Shark Treatment. Well, how, I mean, I don't even know how you'd rate that. I mean, that was just really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And it just like I feel like I was raped by a ghost. <laughs> a shark ghost. Yeah, a shoast. Oh man, it was it was just Huckleberry Finn's ghost. <laughs> hunkleberry finn yeah yeah yeah. hunkleberry finn <laughs> there's gotta he be he was a hot shark yeah yeah i love uh i mean if you were a kid watching that i mean i sometimes when i watch like old shows again i don't know if i'm like over uh, underestimating how smart kids are but that was just so confusing yeah. overall that i was confused i don't know how a kid could watch that yeah well it made me want to buy uh a moby lick action figure, so <laughs> I guess it did its job. It made you, and you made you want to buy um, hamburgers from uh, whatever. Humongo burger, <laughs> Humongo burger from
1: whatever. Not to be confused with Mondo Burger, which was the the villainous corporation that goes up against Good Burger in the movie Good Burger. Ooh,
0: that's a deep cut. Yeah, I I, I know the Good Burger sketch, um, but I, I never saw the movie, unfortunately. Oh, it's fantastic. Are there, Ava in it. Really? Yeah. There's my uh, There are Good Burgers that say home of the Good Burger in New York City. Is that affiliated or is that no, just – No, no, no. They just were like no. Keenan and Kel or yeah. hot. Sin,
1: Sinbad is also in it, but he gives a pretty Sin mediocre performance.
0: <laughs> He's very Sin good in uh, House Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually is. really enjoyed that movie when I was uh, a kid. Him something with Hartman. Sins and Phil Hartman's wife. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, something that will make us super depressed. Um, so, yeah, so this episode was, I mean, very convoluted. Basically, you took notes, which amazes me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, some of them are just short notes like rollerblading or sax. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of sax music in this. Yeah, sax is the underscore, basically, like, but transitioning between scenes like it's. Sort of the music that you'd expect for um, like HBO's um, what's that show where the con- Taxi Cab Confessions that type. Yeah, of Yeah, I feel like this was
1: like the era of of Bruce Springsteen when he was doing like Lucky Town and <laughs> the Ghost of Tom Joad and stuff, where uh, the E Street Band didn't have much to do, and maybe Clarence was looking for a
0: paycheck. Right. This, this is his. his, his yeah. They turned his solo album into the into yeah. the backing for it. Um, so how would you describe the plot? It's basically that there are these more, a cool dude named Jets gets, yeah, yeah. gets um, transformed into a half-man, half-killer whale and is under the control of Dr. Paradigm. Yeah, and, a guy who wears shorts named Jets turns into a giant killer whale who wears pants. Yes, they, they used a commercial break to change him from black shorts to orange pants.
1: No, no, he had, he, had, he had, they were, the, the shorts were always orange. Oh, they were orange? Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> mistake. Black skin. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a black guy, um, who, uh, it's funny because when he's a black guy, he sounds like a black guy, you know, but then when he's the, the killer whale, he sounds kind of white, but I'm
0: guessing it's the same voice actor. He just, who had to really channel the duality of that performance? Well, he probably had uh, one parent who was white, one parent who was black, and was able to draw from experience. Or yeah, one he does look was, like a young Obama. Uh, yes. Barack Obama. Well, we didn't. this credits got small at the end, so we don't know if Barack was involved or not. Yeah. Um, but one weird thing was like I noticed throughout was that the Sharks. All the bad guys are obvious bad guys; they look bad they 're like one 's a killer whale, Moby Lake. well there's slash who's a who's a marlin uh, um. with uh he he was a,
1: a giant marlin, but then for some reason his nose is metal even though there 's no metal at all in the genetics uh, then there's slobster who's just a big big lobster um you know, not even red slobster uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh there's Killamari, who's a the, the Yeah, he's like an evil uh, squid.
0: But I I feel like when you look at the street sharks, there's no immediate thing that they're good guys. Like, they look just as gross. And oh, yeah. E- I mean, sharks... But it's do- amazing
1: how easily the rest of the city accepts them.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you made the comment at the beginning. The, the opening of the show is a huge robbery where guys are stealing bags of money. Yeah. And... Um, which was probably, because there were just two bags, probably at most, I don't know, $50,000? Yeah. And you were saying that, the, well, their mode of transportation to get these guys is swimming through the concrete street. Yeah. Basically ripping it to shreds.
1: <laughs> yes. So the city's got to be pissed off. But they're not. They, they were They were. reporting how great the street sharks were. And what was amazing was that when they uh, would catch the criminals, the criminals would be like, Oh uh, no, we were caught, but
0: they're not like. What the fuck is this? Like, yeah, they should just be screaming like, "What? Oh shit! Yeah, it's a shark." Yeah, um, but I guess in this world, in the cartoon world, it's just it's just a given that if you've gone through uh, some radioactive transportation, it's uh, transformation. It's pretty old hat.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like the street sharks should have been Ninja Turtle villains because sharks
0: are usually bad guys, you know. I, I completely agree. And the bad guy in this is pretty unbelievable. Like, I like that he's, he's basically, his head is encased in glass. Yeah. He has a... And he'll turn into,
1: his head will become a piranha head sometimes when he gets really angry. <laughs> uh, but he has this, like, giant mech suit. And he just puts a purple robe on when he's dealing with regular people and they're okay with it, even though it's not really concealing the giant mech suit that has like, you know, claws and spikes and spikes coming out of it.
0: Yeah, he's he's an employee. He's like a professor at a university. Yeah. And he takes meetings in his office with this ridiculous mechan- mechanical suit and just a robe over it. He still has a glass head and a... and. Uh, uh, Eye patch and nobody's a metal eye patch, even <laughs> <An> executive <laughs> One that's eye patch bolted into his brain, yeah, into his uh skull. I think that's sort of a giveaway that you're an evil guy, yeah. And if Jets is friends
1: with the street sharks, then wouldn't he know what happened to them and that this doctor kidnapped them? And
0: yeah, yeah, you'd think that their, their origin story would be sort of out in the open, yeah, but Jets doesn't even get. Kidnapped and turned into Moby, like yes. he he agrees, he willingly agrees. Yeah. He basically uh, he, again, you pointed out that uh, Jets and his friend Benz. is that yeah, I bends, don't even know what yeah. that is. Is that supposed to be cool? I guess like you know, if you get the Benz. yeah. You know, uh, uh, there's a Radiohead fan, yes, if you're coming the, up from deep in the water and you're, yeah, and so you're they up. wanted something aquatic. Yeah, right, right. Um, I guess that does make sense in some way as if a kid would ever know what the Ben's are. Yeah. Um, but they're, they just him at jets and Ben's only talk, as you point out in exposition, every line that they said was like, well, I got to go over to the university because the doctor is
1: going to look at my genes." Yeah, like who would ever say that in conversation? That's, mm-hmm. And then
0: and then like as he's leaving. It ben, would be great like, if Ben's was like, Wait, do you have AIDS? <laughs> you know, it was like ninety four. Yeah, like. why do you want to mess with your genes? Yeah. Is there a serious problem? Yeah. Um and then and then Ben says something like, Well, I hope it's not a bad thing from Dr. Paradigm or something like that. <laughs> but then he never acts on it. No, he just he's just like, Oh man, maybe some shit's going down. And then he just keeps eating a Galapagos burger? Where are they? No, humongo burger. Get it right. <laughs> but humongo, that's not even a, a water thing. No. Um, and the, one of the, my favorite lines was um, at the beginning where one of the sharks says to the guy who's uh, stealing money, he says, drop that loot or I'm going to have to come down and make you drop it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: not not clever. Yeah, and you delivered it with way more conviction. I know. It's so upsetting. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, that's the thing is – the storyline at the end is so convoluted, they're what, they're in like a, a warehouse that's a hologram. Yeah. But you can Well everything they do has an effect on the holograms even though they're not real. Yeah, and within the hologram is water that Dr. Paradigm wants them to drink because that will make him be able to control them. Yeah. But if it's a hologram, that's not that doesn't make sense. So that's all confusing. Oh but, yeah. But all the dialogue is so oversimplified. Yes. It's uh I feel like they they dumb it down in some ways to kids and in other ways they don't. I mean, I feel like kids aren't morons. Yeah, but they are too, you know. Yeah. Like liking that makes you a moron. <laughs> You're a moron if you if you enjoy that as a kid. So if any former kid is listening who, now, or also known as an adult is listening who like this show, you're a moron. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, and I love the. Uh, there are just so many things that are just so stupid. Like he's trying to test out uh, Doctor Paradigm's trying to test out his mind control on jets, and he's like, "Ooh, um, jets! I left my." My pen
1: on the flagpole, yeah. So then Jets has to climb out of, like, a third-story building. How would that physically even work? I, I, I think what they were showing was how mind-controlled he was, but I didn't even remember when he was mind-controlled. And then there was another, like, girl that was there. Also, the there would shillies. be an easy
0: way to be like, Oh, Jets, why don't you tap your head and punch your stomach or something? I, I, I left a pen yeah. on the flagpole. That, oh, yeah. When, when I heard that, I was like, Oh, this this character is mess like disabled in the brain no just the writer just just the writer um uh, yeah it's 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 terrible um and i like the other part that i like is that it does incorporate things that seemed so cool in uh in the '90s, like rollerblading. Oh yeah, streaks. Yeah, he's the rollerblading. Yeah. Did you rollerblade when you were? Um,
1: no, I was that sad ass kid who always had skates. Who had roller? skates? I mean, I had to. Well, I had to rent them. I never owned my own. But yeah, everyone else had owned rollerblades, and I would have to go to the the skating rink and and rent. Uh, regular roller skates. We so didn't
0: have a skating rink. I I went to like a summer camp and there was a skating rink, but I never experienced one that that was like the norm. So was that like a like a
1: Yeah, yeah, there were like two in, in in South Florida where I grew up. Yeah.
0: So how did it feel being the the one or I'm sure you weren't the one kid renting skates?
1: Um, well, starting out I wasn't, but then like the later
0: on, you know, like in the
1: later 90s then I was. Do you are there even skating rinks anymore at all?
0: I I don't know. I can't imagine. There was such a skating boom. Yeah.
1: That I remember. Maybe it went the way of Montel Jordan, you know, once people didn't have music
0: to skate to. Yeah, it's very upsetting. I remember that that was the coolest thing. Like, I I did have a pair of rollerblades, and I wasn't cool. Like, there were kids who would, like, you know, grind on, uh, you know, like, sidewalks and stuff. Yeah. And I'd look at, like, catalogs that would sell stuff th- that you could grind with. But I was, yeah. I think, either too scared or just too... Uh, bad at skating to ever try it yeah the toughest thing was was peeing with the with the roller skates oh, no reason yeah. to piss it on
1: yourself yeah that was bad have yeah you that's used, just flawed if you used uh, urinal as they call them in England yeah
0: um yeah that I guess that's like when you would ice skate that you just have to keep wearing them throughout every other interaction that you have around the roller rink oh yeah it's brutal and would they play would they play they pump music in yeah, yeah. You
1: know they would do like the chicken dance and stuff and a guy in a chicken soup would come out that And
0: would people like be dancing the chicken dance as a- Oh yeah yeah. That sounds amazing. I mean Yeah, it was fun. There was like a
1: referee and he would make sure that you weren't, you know, fucking up or, you know, you were okay.
0: Where there were there like hot shots doing tricks and
1: stuff? Uh Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this shows how bad this show is that we're having a conversation about roller skating.
0: <laughs> this show is so 90s that it pushed us back into the 70s. <laughs> we have to be nostalgic for the era before this show existed. Yeah. Um, were there uh, – I'm just trying to yeah get in the mindset of the 90s of, like, things that were cool that that were, like – Anthropomorphic crime fighters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, rollerblades t-shirts with things where the characters were ripping through the t-shirts yep were you um did you wear um t-shirts uh because you're obviously where where um what are what, what how, how would you describe uh like comic t-shirts or yeah yeah, yeah. just one was, is this something that uh you were also doing when you were a kid oh yeah definitely yeah, I had Ninja Turtle
1: shirts and yeah. Simpsons shirts and yeah.
0: I had, not only did I have a Bartman shirt, but my grandpa went to Jamaica and got me a Bartman shirt. I remember the Bartman shirts, yeah. yeah. And I, I recently tried to look it up online to see if there was... Like, if I could find a Bartman shirt. Yeah. And I guess there were two kinds, because one, it was still... I didn't just- trust them because they weren't approved by Matt Groening. Yeah, exactly. He, definitely- didn't sign, he didn't sign off on them. Um, although he probably did, knowing how he likes to... Um- I mean, when you think about that,
1: like, all that stuff, like, it really lets you know just how long The Simpsons has been around. Because when it, when it started, not on the Tracey Ullman show, but when, like, the first season... Or two started. Yeah, the merch was insane, and Burger King had endorsement deals, and there was all sorts of crazy shit. And uh, it's funny because the show was never bad; like it was, you know, it was even decent in season yes. one. But like considering how phenomenal it got in such a short period of time, and then how terrible they got in such a short period of time. But like, with like those those golden years, even then. All of that merchandising was long gone, and that was, like, 95.
0: Yeah, I think it was, like, But it started airing in 89. I remember 90. 90- well, the Simpsons roasting on an open fire was 89, and then the first actual
1: episode premiered on my birthday, uh, Bart the Genius, January 14th,
0: 1990. Wow. Yeah. Where Did you watch the first episode? Yes, it did. I loved it. Yeah, Simpsons oh. roasting over an open fire. That was the was that the Christmas episode. Yeah, where they get
1: I, Santa's the little helper.
0: Yeah, because I remember watching that one uh, specifically and walking to school and talking about it, and it was just the shit. Oh yeah, it was phenomenal. It was, and,
1: and they had the uh, the Butterfinger commercials and yep, stuff. which that, I think they still do those sometimes. Better lay my
0: fi- get better get. Actually, I have the DVDs and they have some of the old Butterfinger commercials yeah. on them. That's when Bart that's before Homer became the centerpiece of the show and Bart was just like the badass yeah and, and it's
1: funny because the once Homer was grounded more as the protagonist the show got a lot better
0: oh absolutely um, yeah but those all those I had like a don't have a cow shirt I had the Bart Mon shirt but not the african-american Bart Mon shirt with the dreadlocks yeah. which which now I you you can find online still um, and then I had like a family portrait of them I uh, on a sweatshirt. It was crazy. The merchant. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's why shows like Sh- street sharks really existed was it was like the backwards. It was like, let's just go for the action figures. Oh yeah. I mean, there's barely a script in that show. We
1: just watched, you know, it's, it's amazing how sloppy it is for how, you know, that it was, I mean, but there's a lot of shit on television, so I guess it's not that impressive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not that amazing. Yeah, that's the other thing is there's so many shows that have to fill up TV that yeah that is bad. Yeah, um, did you collect um, action figures like Street Sharks or I? I mean, I had a massive Ninja Turtle collection. I never bought the Street Shark toys.
1: I, I think part of why was that yeah, they weren't really in scale with the Ninja Turtle ones, and they had like too many action features, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to get these gay-ass action feature toys. I'm, I'm more of like a, you know, I want the art of it. I, I like the well-sculpted ones where, I mean, I like I like them to be highly poseable, but... Uh, you
0: didn't like the ones where you'd, like, squeeze the legs and the arms would move? Not as much, no. No, those always sucked because they, they would always have to be in the same pose. That's true. That's true. So that means that you probably weren't into... um wrestling action figures because i think those were exclusively oh, all that oh yeah yeah I, I had some of those though but i was like a big wrestling fan as a yeah, kid yeah because i remember having those like jake, jake the snake roberts the and, d yeah yeah and where uh, you would pull the arm back and yeah. it was spring loaded yeah. Uh, yeah hit his daughter yeah and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. get addicted to meth yeah, yeah more or less or everything yeah yeah what what have you yeah i forgot about those action figures those were those were Again, that's like basically just marketing. All of those—that's another thing—is like the, some of those wrestlers were so outrageous that I don't even know how a kid would be like. Why was there a wrestler named IRS? Like that, Irwin Orsheister. Yeah, he's like, played by Mike Rotundo. <laughs>
1: you're obviously very more, much more knowledgeable about wrestling than I. Am. IRS was awesome. I, I think well, that that exact character came out because uh, Vince was dealing. McMahon, you know, the, the owner of the company was dealing with the IRS at the time and he had a tendency to put uh his grudges on
0: TV oh. like through through characters. Wow. That's yeah. very interesting and probably over the heads of lots of children. Yeah, did. but IRS was good. He he teamed up with uh Ted DiBiase the million dollar man mm-hmm. to form Money Incorporated, which was one right. of the better tag teams. I was a fan of $1 million. Dollar, I had a $1 million dollar man toy. Yeah. He he was the bomb. I assume you've seen the documentary, um, Beyond the Mat. Oh yeah, yeah, with Jake the Snake. Yeah, that one is very depressing. Yeah, but it's awesome too. Oh, it's I mean, depressing to me is is good. They're synonymous. Yeah. Um. Yes, Jake the Snake Roberts was on pills. Uh, his daughter was estranged from him, mm-hmm. and everything seemed to be going downhill. Yeah, it wasn't very Jawsome. It was the opposite of Jawsome. It wasn't. Uh, what were the? What was the other? Um, Fantastic. Yeah. God, I wonder if they just at the beginning of the season just wrote a list of like, all right, here are your shitty shark puns. Here are uh, your yeah. shitty shark puns. Working. They didn't even do that many too. Yeah. They like they were so spread out. V- very very. Uh, yeah, I'm in it for the gill of the hunt. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh and they there were so many missed opportunities there was that one part where when uh so so um obviously moby lick is a whale a killer yeah. whale in this case which i don't think moby dick was i think moby dick was a blue whale maybe i believe so yeah um as somebody who's not read the book so i don't understand the reference but i have seen the street sharks episode i saw that yeah i've seen the more important uh, so i'm cultured i'm just not yeah i've seen the source material the yeah. street sharks episode but he's going to spray Um, spray water on them, and he's like, "Oh, speaking of blowhole, I'm gonna blow this water on you." It's like you couldn't have done blown away. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow you away or anything. And then he hits them with it, and they're like, "Oh man,
1: this is this is worse than octopus egg. This is so bad." I'm like, "It wasn't
0: even that bad." It's like you're sharks, and he put water on you. That's. It seems like that would follow. That yeah. you'd be you'd be very comfortable. Also, they don't really explain. I mean, not that it matters. This is pulling pulling hairs, but or I don't know if that's the term. But do they need water? Like, don't they? Are they? Yeah. Like, f- com- like I mean, the real
1: f- the real issue is that no one on the show is ever saddened by the fact that they can't reproduce or <laughs> ever have sex again. Like even jets is like. Well, I guess we're going to hang out. The, the so are they all gay?
0: Yeah. Well, he, yeah. He's. Let's he, go get burgers. Yeah, let's go. He becomes over the course of the episode, he turns evil and becomes a killer whale, and then at the end, he turns back to being good or neutral, yeah. whatever he was before. But his he's, humanity is gone. He never grieves his humanity. Yeah, he's not upset that he's lost the ability to, you know, have. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess he could have. whale sex but he doesn't have any rejects at all you know yeah he's he's uh he's now has to roam the earth for the rest of his life depressed yeah um with a giant tongue with a huge yeah that's oh god it's so disgusting too yeah it's just foul i'm grossed out um to switch gears a little bit, I guess sometimes when I have um, guests on who have been on TV, I ask, since this is a TV podcast, yeah. I ask about their experiences on TV. Yeah. Um, so you were recently on Conan. Yeah, yeah, in March. In March. Or, or Smarch. If, uh, or for the Simpsons fans. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what was that What was that experience like? Was that your first TV exper- uh, experience? Yeah. No, no, I I, I had done uh, the John Oliver New York stand-up
1: show before that. Um, and then and when I did Conan, I was doing the John Oliver show again two days later. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, but, no, it was awesome. I mean, I, that's the show I grew up on. I mean, I could tell you that the three and one-thirds episodes of The Simpsons that he wrote. He wrote mm. Marge vs. the Monorail. Yes. Uh, new kid on the block and Homer goes to college and the, uh, vampire segment in Treehouse four. So, uh, I mean, those are the ones that his
0: name is on. And the monorail one is often said to be the one that sort of opened up the show to a new era. They say, I could see that. Yeah. That's what, that's what some people say. And I don't disagree, but, um of wackiness and yeah, the, yeah the exactly. crazy third act. And, yeah, exactly. You know, um, it's an unbelievable episode yeah um yeah so that must have been a pretty huge experience for you personally when you got to go to the set and do this yeah no it was no it was awesome i was happy and you know i i i met
1: him when the set was over so there was like this genuine like he had no idea who i was you know and uh and then he's just like that was awesome and, and you know and he's like do you want to do you want to sit down on the couch i'm like yeah that sounds good <laughs> and uh what ends up happening is you know john ham was there as one of the guests and uh ham you know because I, I walked towards the end of the couch and ham goes no you sit at the front wow and i was like oh, okay you wow. know wow
0: but no, it was. It was a great feeling. Yeah, Don Draper himself. Yeah, gave you the the hot spot. Yep, that's pretty sweet. Now, how did I mean? I don't. Lesser do, Walter White allowed me to
1: <laughs> <laughs> sit down. Uh,
0: exactly. Um, I don't do stand up. I um, but if you had two television spots in the same week, that must have been because that must have been an interesting thing, right? Because you did you do different material for each one. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I, I did like one or two jokes the, the same, um, but but a lot of different stuff. But it was fun, you know. Um, but it, it was cool because, yeah, most of the material that I was doing, you know, yeah, but stuff I'd never done on TV because I only had the one other TV appearance. Right. And, and, yeah, they were pretty
0: much different sets. So there was that excitement there. And did you? so did you craft each, like, I guess they're probably five-minute some or so segments like those are specific segments that you had worked out separately. Yeah. I mean, well, the Conan thing,
1: I got booked on it last minute. I was just visiting LA for a few days and they're like, do you want to, um, you know, they're like, well, a band canceled and we, you know, we, we want you to do it. But like, you know, these are the jokes we want you to do. Can you get us a tape? And I went out that night and just got it immediately, sent it to them. They're like, all right, Uh, And I was going to fly back. And then they called and they're like, all right, well, stay a week because I was, yeah, I was, I was about to head home. And then I stayed and then I had the Oliver thing two days afterwards. So
0: it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, That's awesome. Now, when they say like, we want you to do these jokes, how do they know? I mean, they just know your sets? Well, you, yeah, you submit and, you know, you, you go over it with them. And so stuff. they're like – they that's that's pretty amazing that they,
1: that yeah. they were just like yeah, – They were pretty flexible too. I mean, what was cool was that it was like I, I feel like I got to have the set that I wanted to, you know, and I and I give them credit for that. That's awesome. And did you steal anything from the set? No. I didn't even – and I know people <laughs> do this, and, and I, I was – I guess I was too in awe about all of it, but I, I didn't even – get the cue card where they announce my name and like if you go to the creek in the cave they have like some of them hanging on the walls of like the different comics that you know like nick turner and the lucas brothers theirs are up there he's making his late night debut please give it up for and you know I, i i didn't have mine though
0: so now someday somebody's gonna be selling that on ebay yeah and you'll be just searching your name yeah, he'll, I suppose they will be googling it when you when you're getting your Street Sharks uh, yeah. uh, uh action figures. I mean, my favorite moment besides
1: the, the 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 set itself was uh was my I I had my girlfriend come out for it and that was awesome. Um but we sat on the couch afterwards. We just we just you know, we just like talked in the Conan couch, like in, you know, like right at his desk and stuff.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. That's really cool. And were you? I mean, when I guess that must be slightly different green room experience. But aren't you? Are you like watching the show the entire time up until you go on? Yeah, some but for the most part. Yeah, that must be sort of like a. What's that like? yeah yeah it was like, oh this is a good episode
1: it, you know, <laughs> like i hope it gets better <laughs> no i wasn't nervous though i was i was really comfortable with it that's awesome i've done so many shitty shows and it's not a shitty show i'm like oh there's there's 400 people out there that's a good size crowd it's,
0: yeah yeah I'm not used to that that's fun you know and i had a great time what's your shittiest experience, Stan? I'm sure you have i uh, I've performed for like a person before. Oh, God, that's the worst. Yeah. That's really bad. I once did an improv show where my parents were at it. And they were like, it was like a weeknight show, and they were probably one of the only groups. And it was like when I first moved. To- well, I had that joke about that. that oh yeah, exactly. To, yes, yeah. you did that at the end of. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. exactly. exactly. Um, so sometimes on this on the podcast, I try to come up with a drinking game based on the show that we watched. So what would be a good uh, thing to drink? What would get you drunk while watching Street Sharks? Um, well, I don't drink, so it doesn't have to be alcohol. I,
1: I think I think um, clamato. Clamato, in in, in uh, homage
0: to Clamando, <laughs> and what would you drink too? Like, what uh, I'd say, probably every every time um, they're
1: happy about being giant mutated sharks and don't ponder their
0: mortality. So you're basically con- you're just sh- there's a straw f- going into a vat of clamato that you're just constantly drinking yep. throughout yep. the full episode. Um. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, yeah. Mike, no problem, for, man. For that was fun. Dropping by and checking out one of the worst TV shows. Yeah, and um, take that, Cop Rock. Oh yes. Well, I'm I'm doing am doing a live episode of the show at the pit, and I'm showing a clip from Cop Rock because I just I just learned what Cop Rock is, and it's unreal. It just it was ahead of its time. Yeah, I mean, who knew that you'd want to deal with real street crime and uh, mix it with singing. The best part of cop rock is when the woman eulogizes the crack baby. Oh, my God. She
1: sings the crack baby. That's fucking amazing.
0: I'll have to find that clip because the, oh, yeah. the one I am sh- I was going to show, but now I might change it. And this will probably go up after that anyway. So this will be confusing to listeners. But is uh, Sheryl Crow singing about catching a rapist? Oh, there you go. So, I mean. Well, all he wanted to do was have some fun. <laughs> and on that note, we're out. <laughs> Thanks, All Mike. Right. Thanks for listening to It's That Episode. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Craig Rowan. Go to craigrowan.com. And you can also listen to It's That Episode every Friday at 6.30 on Channel 406 on Sirius XM Radio, UCB Radio. All right. I'll see you next time. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos.